Warning, this episode includes mentions and readings of works that are highly sexual in content and not safe for work. Listener discretion is advised. Missing Beds and Sex Scene Award winners, that's right. Today on Right, Right and Wrong. guys, I'm right. And I'm wrong. And this is Right, Right, and Wrong. My name is Casey. And my name is Luna. And today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Aiko. Her name is Aiko, huh? All right, I can roll with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm only joshing with you. <laughs> it's actually Rachel, guys. The joke is up. But if you want to see her playing a dope character named Aiko, fuck you. It's a podcast. You can't see anything. But, but, if you want to hear her playing Aiko... Bop on over to another Cool Story Bros podcast, Mythological. All right, enough self-plugs. Never enough self-plugs. Butt plugs. Okay. No. That didn't work at all, but I felt like I should say it because of the content of this episode. I mean, I thought it... I was going to make a joke, but then you just... You went right Can ahead. you make a better joke? Because I just said butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was perfect. It's, it's pretty silly, I thought. I thought it was a pretty good joke. I felt it was very on brand. Very fitting. Thank you. All right, Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? What I do? Uh, it could be anything. Like, uh, we we don't necessarily mean your work, unless you want to talk about your work, but just like what you do for fun. What What sort of things define you? As a person, what do you do? Um, That is another one of those questions that whenever anybody asks me, I have to reevaluate my entire life before I can actually think of anything to say. Um, No pressure. We have about a million listeners. I really like to sew. I do medieval reenactment. Like any sane person, I enjoy hanging out with my friends, even when they're really weird. Um, I've been doing a lot of tabletop role-playing games lately. Oh, yeah? Such as? Such as. Um, well, I recently started Curse of Strahd. Uh-huh. Okay. It's pretty fun. Uh-huh. Our group is a little bit too too inclined to be murder hobos, except we all chose lawful good characters, so it's like... We're all fighting our base urges to just steal and loot things. <laughs> Relatable content. All right. We have one more question before we begin. Um, Rachel, I just need to know, how many butts? How many butts? How many? Like 17. That's a lot of butts. That is a lot of butts. That is the way I like it. Sweet. Okay. That's all we needed. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Now let's talk tropes. Sharing a bed and other forced sexual tension. And my my little plug, my little plug is, oh no, there's only one bed. Whatever will we do? Cool. That was my sort of, I think, a Seinfeld noise, but I don't know why that fit either. Guys, it's it's not a big brain day, okay? It's a small brain day. Seinfeld sounds like that. Seinfeld's got like slap bass going on. Slap bass? Yeah, slap bass. Oh, that's better. I don't know if you heard me just like fucking wailing on my own thigh. I, I, yes, yes, I did hear that. <laughs> it hurt yep. kind of bad. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this trope. Um, so 
sharing a bed is pretty self-explanatory. Two characters not currently in a relationship find themselves somewhere where they have to share a bed or share a sleeping quarters. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't limit it to like a bed bed. Like as long as they're sleeping in like proximity of each other, like that's what I sort of took it as. Let me just say middle school Casey fucked with this trope. (laughs) Mm, She loved it. Like, no, you guys don't understand everything I wrote. It's, it was always the same scene and it always came into it somehow was two characters on guard duty, generally characters that like didn't really like each other, but there was obvious like tension there. So they like originally were kind of like a little bit fighting, but then they got tired. So they got a little more vulnerable and they ended up resting each other's, no, resting on each other's backs and they fall asleep. And in the morning, the other characters find them there asleep, sort of like laying on each other. Ooh, Young Casey loved that. Mm. <laughs> she, every, every single thing I wrote was just, mm. Yeah, it's always cute. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Also, it has been proven that when you are tired, you're more honest and emotionally open. So that helps with development. Mm-hmm. See, I just, I thought it was more about getting two people who are uncomfortable being really close together mm. to get really close together because... Mm-hmm. Like, it's less to do with emotional vulnerability and just about physical proximity and be, and all of the annoying things that that people can do when they're sharing a bed that you don't get when you're when you're in your own bed. Dude, That's actually, okay, fun. I like that you say that because I didn't... You're right. I didn't think about this trope as sort of like... It, it almost is like a two-headed beast because there's like the sexual tension version of this trope Or there's like the straight up comedy version where it's like generally two grown men that have to share a bed. And like, I was not anticipating like in looking up this trope and like thinking back to times where I'd seen this trope. Like it was pretty like 50-50 split where it was like either sexual tension or just like two grown men who were not, I mean, one that's like super heteronormative. They're very no homo. (laughs) Yeah, it's very no homo. That's another thing about this trope. Super no homo. Like, because it is used for comedy with two dudes. And like, how could that possibly be sexy? Also, side note, I'm talking a lot right now. What else is new? <laughs> I just, I just want to... Go, Rachel. Yeah, do it. Do it. I just want to put in that in the weird, like, two grown men sharing a bed used for comedy, um, John Adams actually wrote about this in his biography, how he had to share a bed with Thomas Jefferson. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. The worst man to share with. Thank you. I think you mean the best. Oh, no, best, sorry. Luna. It was it was Ben Franklin no. and John Adams, actually. Where's Jefferson? Ben, that's well, that's he the was, guy I meant to, yeah. He was elsewhere. Ben Franklin and Jefferson, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Franklin, Franklin wanted the window open and Adams really wanted it closed. So Franklin basically monologued at him about the benefits of fresh air for like 30 minutes until Adams fell asleep and then Franklin opened the window. Well, that's not sexual tension. I don't know what is. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think I've heard that story before. Open the window and come to bed and I will convince you. I believe you are not acquainted with my theory of cold. Oh, yeah. See, right off the bat. (laughs) So sexy. Right. So I just wanted to get that image into your head. Thanks. Right there. Thanks so much. Oh, yes. But like that could have gone so much worse because, you know, Ben Franklin, he was into some freaky sex parties and stuff. 
I don't know any of this. Why do you guys know this? Uh, Why do you know these facts? The same reason, the same reason that I know that wombats poop square poops. What? Stack, <laughs> stack them up and use them to like Holy mark territory. Shit. They stack their square Why poops I up. Why did I know the just best putting piece of information in the entire world until just now? <laughs> What the fuck were the first 23 years of my life? I I don't know. I should have been born. And the first thing the doctor whispered into my ear like a sweet nothing is wombats poop squares. That would have been so much better. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, God. Wombat square poop. This is okay, a literary I mean... podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I need to say that to remind myself. You poop. The fact that it's dry makes it come in sharper angles. This is real. Of course. They think it actually has to do with the Square way their intestines work. the Nobel Prize. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So. Anyway. Yep. Before, um, <laughs> I was saying this trope is heteronormative. Besides like the, how could two dudes in a bed be sexy? Like, I feel like also like a good chunk of the time it's a dude and a, and a lady dude. Like, the lady is like either quote unquote like being like a a poop face. I don't know why I said quote unquote. She's being a poop face. A poop face. Yeah. Sorry, I got poop on the mind. It's either the the woman demands that the guy sleep on the ground, or yeah. the guy is, or the guy's like a yeah. quote unquote. He's like a quote unquote like good guy, like a good boy, and then he sleeps on the ground, which is like kind of super not fair. But that's fine, I guess. Fuck guys, and they're you know. Their needs for spinal health. Yeah, come on. I'm all for like... I'm all for people sharing beds. Sharing. Like... But also like, if it's multiple nights, like just go off and on, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but also like, the trope is better when they're in the same bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Make them work it out. Mm. Oh, guys, I have a story. So I, sa- I was talking, I was stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the work for this uh, podcast. Definitely not yesterday. And my mom walks in and is like, like asked about it. And I was like, oh, it's like um, two people being, you know, forced to sleep in the same bed. And she goes, oh, and proceeds to tell me this story about two of my relatives doing just that to older, not blood related people. But the best part of this story is that they had to share a bed and apparently one of them had like eaten a lot of beans that night. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. This is not fake. And was like farting a lot. Wonderful. Like specifically because of all these beans that he ate. That's a whole family story that I didn't know. So this podcast made me learn a whole fun family story. Aw. Specifically about bean farts. Bean farts and bed sharing. And cuddling. You don't know if the cuddling happened, especially with farting going on. I'm just going to assume that it didn't because I know these people and I don't want to picture them cuddling. Why not? (laughs) Because I don't. (laughs) Well, you're picturing it now. Ooh. No, I'm not. (laughs) Sorry. I said ooh and I realized as soon as you said it, it was the wrong time to say ooh. Ooh, I actually (laughs) like that idea. (laughs) Ooh, it's not actually as bad as I thought. Um... No. So I I realized also as I was like thinking about this that there are like so many variants. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I listed some of them out. Like someone needing a place to stay and the other person letting them into their home. Like I had nowhere else and they're like, come sleep in my home. But I live in a small apartment. I only have a bed and a couch. I'll take the couch. You know, I'll take the couch. Well, I guess we both get the bed. Or like, um, 
someone is sick and so they like end up in the one person's bed and the other person's like sitting by their side like ooh yeah mm, that's a nice one someone has nightmares so they go into the other person's room and they're like in the same bed for that reason or like someone starts on the floor but like the sleeping arrangement changes and like they gradually go into the bed or they sleep together huddled for warmth oh. ooh or there's the one where people end up sleeping one on the bed and one on the floor, and then the one on the bed feels bad, so they end up sleeping on the floor with them. Oh, yes! Oh, see, that's a good one. Ooh, they're all good ones. Guys, I love this. Question, does it also extend to... Ha! Extend! Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so I'm thinking of this particular situation in the book that I read where, like... Was it erotic fiction? It was not. Somebody Rats. had to go <laughs> off into hiding... And, like, somebody else went off to, like, take care of this person because they weren't doing a very good job of it themselves. And, like, I guess eventually just because they were living together and spent a lot of time in close proximity, like, they got together. Mm. Mm. I count that. I extend that. I said extends earlier because that is vaguely erotic. Anyway, (laughs) um... You're just going to eroticize everyday words, aren't you? You bet I am. You bet I am. You're reaching there. Um, Yes. I think that extends, the trope extends to that. Now I forget what I was saying. And so I was was thinking earlier about all of the books I've read and about how I couldn't really think of any, like, good examples of this because I haven't read too much fan fiction. But, (laughs) like, now that you've mentioned all these different variants, I'm like, well, there was that one time that character got injured and the other one was like, well, I guess I'll make up a pallet in front of the fire then. You can take my bed because you're too feverish to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I couldn't really think of anything else. But like this has happened to me in real life <gasps> so many times. Whoa, I, dude. Like just, just because I go to so many dance exchanges, yeah. which is the most important facet of my extracurricular activities, and I completely forgot to mention it before. That's a good point. Like, we'll just all get together and get, like, an Airbnb and, like, bring, all, like, a bunch of sleeping bags and being like, okay, about it. But, like, one time I went with one of my friends and we were sharing an Airbnb and it was only one bed. And I'm like, there's room enough for both of us. And he was like, no, I'm going to sleep on the floor. He just wouldn't. And I'm like, do you need, do you need a blanket? Do you need, he, he wasn't even going to take a blanket or a pillow off the bed. And I'm like, my dude, what? are you doing that so uncomfortable crazy dude crazy dude not letting this story pan out how it's supposed to yeah exactly where was the forced comedic tension he messed it up i mean like to be clear even if like i'm sharing a bed with somebody it's mostly used for comedic effect comedic effect what do you do do you kick people in your sleep do you snore a lot i hope (laughs) I hope. See, I generally have the tendency to hog blankets, mm. not share in the blankets. Because if we're sleeping on opposite ends of the bed, like, there's really no, so cute. no hope. See, now them. I'm thinking about, yeah. like, if it ever happened to me, like, guys, Luna knows, full disclosure, like, I'm weird when I sleep. I, like, laugh and mumble. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were roommates. And lovers. Oh, my we were, God, you were roommates. Oh, my God, huh. they were roommates. The, yeah, so Luna has foot. Was it me snoring? I don't snore often, but when I do, it's a thing. You were like mumbling in your sleep. Yeah, I mumble. I had a lot. to record it to prove it to you. Yeah, I I've laughed before too, and apparently it's like I'm communing with the devil or something. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be cute, guys. I was told I did that as well. 
You laughed? Yeah, I did that once. Oh my gosh. Maybe we're laughing at the same joke. What was really concerning is I had two different dreams that night and neither one of them I would have laughed in. Ooh, that is scary. There was some secret dreams in there. I really want to write a scene where it's like going to be sexual tension and the person just sits up and fucking laughs in their sleep. Spicy. Mm, That's spicy. One thing that I don't like about this trope is it just seems super immature to like have this idea that there has to be sexual tension when two people are sitting close to each other, even like cuddling. Like it just takes away all of the assumption of being able to be platonic. I agree. Like, I just don't see a reason why two people can't just share a bed and not be weird about it. Huh. I like this criticism. Because, like, especially if it's the bed is big enough, you don't even have to touch each other and you don't have to face each other either. Nothing has to happen. Most sleep habits, like, even if they're annoying, a lot of them aren't like, oh, I can't sleep through that. Or like, you know, I usually sleep naked, but... Tonight, I think I could stomach having on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. That's fine. That's got to be for comedy, though. If it's like, I sleep naked. Like, (laughs) I feel like you can't do that one and have it be serious. Like, I'm so sorry I sleep naked. It's like, (laughs) what about in Atlantis? The Disney one where Milo's like, Margaret. No, no, not Margaret. The old lady. I forget her name. Where's your pajamas? And she's like, I sleep in the nude. And then she takes off her trench Uh, coat and everybody hides their eyes. You're going to need this eye mask. I mean, that's sexual tension again, if I (laughs) have All right, y'all, are we ready to rate this trope? Right or wrong? I'm going full on right. I like it. Mm. Mm. Rachel? I mean, I don't think that there's anything inherently bad or stupid about it, but I'm not too partial to it. Mm, so you're like a, uh. I mean, I, I have a lot of critiques for young adult novels in general, but that did not stop me from reading the shit out of all of them when I was that age. So, yeah. Amen. so I would say, yeah, I probably have enjoyed it in the target demographic. So, right. I will say, though, it can be bad if it's overdone or if it's just like, Seems extremely forced by the writer. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. All my writers out there in the crowd, if you want characters to have sexual tension, if you want them to have any sort of romantic tension, you have to create two compatible people. You can't have broody baby boy and girl who wants to fix him. Like, that's not... You got to have characters that actually mesh well together and work together as friends, not just as, well, they're both hot and the main characters, so they have to be in love. That's my two cents. Saying that, I think this trope is right, but let's destroy that heteronormativity. Hmm? Oh, hell yeah. Because I don't think I've ever seen this trope with girl on girl or dude on dude. So, hmm? Hmm? Also, destroy Hmm? the idea it has to be sexual. Okay, right? But let's destroy... The heteronormativity, hmm? Also, let's destroy the idea that it has to be sexual, which I guess would be a little bit a powder of wrong, hmm? Because it technically, inherently, I think the trope version of it is, like, sexy. Or comedy. I guess, yeah. Uh, I've talked myself into a hole. Yeah. I don't know what's right anymore. I don't know what's right or wrong. See, I, I like I like a lot of different versions of this, but I'm pretty sure like the one used for comedic effect as opposed to sexual tension is my favorite. 
Whoa, what was that? That was some ASMR. Sorry. No, don't apologize. What was it? Paranormal activity. Uh, garland of leaves was falling off the shelf. What the f- what kind of sentence is that? Sorry, I couldn't curse because my brother was, uh, my whole family has been down here at this point. You got to scream. Sex! No, I mean for the audio. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> you got to scream. I thought you were just telling me how to repel my family. So today we're talking about the sexy times. <laughs> no. Ah, guys, let's get some words talk up in here. Uh, it's time to switch to what we read for this episode. Oh, goodness. Yes. So we are going over the yearly Bad Sex Scenes in Fiction Awards. This has been going on since 1993 and is held by the mm-hmm. Literary Review. Independent Magazine. 1993? Yeah, I know. Um, If you want to Google it, the official article name is the 23 best slash worst winners of the Bad Sex uh, in Fiction Awards. The capitalization is crazy, by the way, in that sentence. Um, Hey, guys, I hated this. Yeah, it was real bad. Are you kidding? Horrible. It was hilarious. Like, some of these sentences are pure fucking gold. Before we get into it, hold on. These works can be taken from any year. Um, as in the nominations and the works written to be erotic or pornographic specifically are not included. So no Fifty Shades of Grey. So just sex scenes in otherwise regular books. Yes. So, yeah, it's a little bit different than our last few episodes. It is not one, but 23 separate excerpts of books. Um, I actually have a description of these awards straight from the source. While there is no exact criterion for being nominated, there are multiple common themes across those who end up on the list. These include climaxing with a terrible last sentence, using the description a triangle of pubic hair, and the word panties, and failing to punctuate sentences properly. Parenthesis, no doubt because the characters are too into the lovemaking. End parentheses. So... Yeah. <laughs> these are just regular books. I think Stephen King authored one of these on the list. And Morrissey authored another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. They're horrible. Anyway, brace yourselves, friends. I'm about to get very awkward. No, that's fine. So we each picked, for, for the audience's sake, we each picked our favorites without telling each other. So we're going to just go through some of them. You guys are going to get yeah. to hear them. You're going to hear... Sexy things coming out of our voices. It's going to be very similar to Gilbert Godfrey reading Fifty Shades of Grey, I feel like. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> now you can go. <laughs> so this is um, 11-22-63. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a date, but that's the title of the book. What number on the list? So I can find Number it. 10. Number 10. Um, and it's by Stephen King. <sighs> It is so vanilla for being from Stephen King. Like, he writes weird, nasty shit in his books all the time. And this is very not like it. She said, don't make me wait. I've had enough of that. And so I kissed the sweaty hollow of her temple and moved my lips forward. She gasped, retreated a little, and then raised her hips to meet me. Sadie? All right? Oh my god, yes, she said, and I left. She opened her eyes and looked up at me with curiosity and hopefulness. Is it over or is there more? A little more, I said. I don't know how much. I haven't been with a woman in a long time. 
It turned out there was quite a bit more. At the end, she began to gasp. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my dear, dear God. Oh, sugar. And that's the end of it. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, that was all one word. That one's pretty fine. I am a little intrigued by I haven't been with a woman in a long time. Did you just forget entirely how to do something? No, that's just, that's like when, so when, (laughs) when a guy has sex often enough, it's kind of like, like uh, uh, endurance training. If he stops that endurance training, his endurance goes down, and so he can't last as long. This is why we have Rachel, guys. She's an expert. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start that again. This is why we have Rachel. She's athletic. <laughs> that was even worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I could make it better. love it okay (laughs) okay someone else talk (laughs) but like yeah that one was pretty tame compared to the weirdness of some of these other ones oh yeah but what about oh dear oh my dear oh my dear dear god oh sugar oh sugar i think she was trying to pray or something (laughs) for sugar probably she might have been baking later or something this just sounds like it should be spoken in a southern bell yeah with that last line Oh dear! Oh my dear! No, that's not right. Okay, wow. You gotta, How? you gotta like pretend like you're melting. Oh my dear, dear God! Oh, that wasn't very good. God. Oh my oh, dear, my. dear God! Oh, oh sugar. sugar. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? Rachel, give us your best. Give us your best one. Your best worst one. Best worst. I don't. I didn't rate them first to last. I just chose five. Give us your third one. I guess we're going to go with number 16, Black Swan Green by David Mitchell. Oh, I definitely had that one on my list, too. Absolutely. I'm taking it off. Okay, well, I get to read it out. I'm taking it off right now because you got it, girlfriend. (sighs) If Don Madden's breasts were a pair of Danishes, Debbie Crombie's got two space hoppers each armed with a gribbly nipple. <laughs> Tom, you kissed them in turn, <laughs> and the saliva glistened in the April sun. Ugh. I know watching was wrong, but I couldn't not. Tom, you slipped off her red panties and stroked the cressy hair there. Oof. If you want me to stop, Madam Crombie, you have to say now. <laughs> Ooh, Master you, she crudled. Uh, Don't you dare. <laughs> Tom, you got on her and sort of jiggled there, and she gasped like he was giving her a Chinese burn and wrapped her legs round him froggily. Now he moved up and down. Man from Atlantishly. His silver chain jiggled on his neck. Now her grubby soles met like they were praying. Now his skin was glazed in roast pork sweat. Now she made a noise like a tortured moomin troll. Now Tom, (laughs) you was... What? <laughs> <laughs> now Tom Yu's body jerk jerked jutterly jackknifed ah. and a noise like a ripping cable tore out of him once more like he'd been booted in the balls her fingernails d- nails d- <laughs> I know her fingernails d- sunk salmonly welts into his arse Debbie Crombie's mouth made a perfect O. What are the words in that one? That, <laughs> I don't know. 
Okay. Like a tortured moomin troll. What does a moomin troll sound like? It's from a kid's cartoon. His body jerk jerk jutterly jacked. Yeah, it's like a Flemish kid's cartoon. Jerk jerked. One word. Jutterly. That's not real. Jack jerk jerk jutterly jackknifed and a noise like a ripping cable tore out. He it. moved up and down man from Atlantisly. What does that mean? Why is man capitalized. <laughs> Man Let me see if dash I, from. Why is man from hyphen, but Atlantisly is not? Okay, so man from Atlantis is a TV show. It looks real weird. The adventures of an amphibious man. <laughs> now his skin was glazed in a roast pork sweat. No! Ew. Ooh, yeah, why? <laughs> maybe, maybe David Mitchell is purposely trying to make this just disgusting, and he's succeeding. Because, like, gribbly Very nipples? well. So, yeah, I was about to say, the grib- each armed with a gribbly nipple. Are they swords? Yeah, armed. Are they like... He unsheathes them. <laughs> Ugh, it's all gross. I don't like it. What is Cressy? Please define that for me. I'm going to Google it so I don't have wombat square poop pulled up on my laptop anymore. I'm also going to ask, what is space hoppers? Yeah, no idea. Okay, Cressy came up as a bunch of like real estate locations, so I don't think that's right. Cressy, define. Uh, space hopper is a rubber ball with handles that allow one to sit on it without falling off. Abounding in cresses. Oh, duh. So it's one of those balls that you bounce on that has a handle on it. Oh, my God. Oh, if- oh no. So Cressy, what Merriam-Webster defines it as, as any of various crucifers with moderately pungent leaves used especially in salads such as watercress. Oh, no. So, basically... Her leafy pubic hair? Her leafy, moderately pungent, green, salad-like pubic hair? <laughs> like watercress, you know? Like watercress. It's like he was trying to make this as <laughs> disgusting as humanly possible. And apparently, Debbie Crombie's breasts are as big as... Like exercise balls, pretty much. Oh, shit. Not a fan of using kids' cartoons, stories, whatever, in some nasty... And kids' toys. Yeah, Yeah, that's also something. Whatever this person's name is, I forget already. David Mitchell? Ah, stop. (laughs) Gribbly nipple. Yeah, I never want to hear that again. I honestly, I'm pretty sure that gribbly is a real word just because I just don't want to look it up, guys. If I'm being completely honest. If I ever hear that word anywhere else, I'm going to think of that. Gribbly yeah, definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you did it for me. What? What the? Um, interesting. So the only definition I have is any small marine isopod crustacean of the genius Limnoria, which bores into and damages wharves. Ah! I'm pretty sure he did not. Uh, That was an anger noise. I can't believe that people can get published when they don't even know what words they're using. Hmm. We want to move (laughs) on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. No. Your turn, Casey. Uh, Okay. Yep. I'm going to go to the very bottom of the list with number 23, Starcross by A.A. Gill, Double A. Gill, like a battery. 1999 is when this one existed. Here we go. (laughs) His tongue is long and hard and tastes of mint. We don't say anything, but he pushes me to my knees in the middle of the shop. It's difficult to undo his flies. I put my hand in. It's hot and damp. And then, Christ, it's amazing, huge. It just goes on and on. 
thick as dot 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 as a magnum, a Jeroboam, a Methuselah, a bitter pump, a fucking salami. Shut up, John. And that's the whole thing. How does he know what she's thinking? <laughs> a fucking salami. Shut up, John. That's my question. Is she's thinking and he's just like, I know what's going on in her head. I mean, he probably sees the look of utter amazement on on her face. And he's like one of those guys that thinks he's all that and somehow was right this time. Yeah. I don't know what any of these words mean. I probably should have done that beforehand. I'm going to look up Jer- Jeroboam. Magnum is a gun. That makes slightly more sense. I feel like I should know what a bitter pump is, but I'm Googling it anyway. It's, oh, it's just like a, it's just like a beer pump. Oh, sh- Jesus. Okay, so how big is a Methuselah? It is six liters, equivalent to eight standard oh. bottles or two double magnums. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's a wine bottle. It's, like, it's wine bottle okay. size. Oh, That's still okay. too big. That's still, like, see a doctor. So there's a magnum. Okay which is one and a half liters. There's Jeroboam, which is 4.5 liters. Who names these things? They're, they're, just, they're just Old Testament kings. But yeah, they're all sizes of wine bottles. How very hoity-toity of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I like this one because of the mind reading specifically, um, but also because, I, I don't know, I just love that it ends with, shut up, John. It was just a nice change. A fucking salami. Shut up, John. Shut up, John. Shut up and let me suck your dick. Yep, pretty much. <clears throat> Mine wasn't that funny now that I said it out loud. Someone else go now. I'm going to go with this little short one right here, number four. And I picked it just because of the last combination. Oh, of God. Words. Oh, Lordy. All right. <laughs> She covers her breasts with her swimsuit. The rest of her remains so delectably exposed. The skin along her arms and shoulders are different shades of tan, like water stains in a bathtub. How charming. Her face and vagina are competing for my attention, so I glance down at the billiard rack of my penis and testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just like... The final decision of he can't decide where to look. So he looks at his own junk and calls it a billiard and, rack. Yeah, of all the things. <laughs> it and that was The Destroyers by Christopher Bolin. 2017, it's a new edition. 2017. Mm. Mm. Okay, Rachel. Yeah. You ready? So I'll just go one down to number five. Men Like Air by Tom Connolly. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> this one's not not on my list, but I it should have been. I'll read it and then I'll tell you why I love it so much. Okay. The walkway to the terminal was all carpet, no oxygen. Dilly bundled Finn into the first restroom on offer, locked the cubicle door and pulled at his leather belt. You're beautiful, she told him, going down onto her haunches and unzipping him. He watched her passport rise gradually out of the back pocket of her jeans in time with the rhythmic bobbing of her buttocks as she sucked him. He arched over her back and took hold of the passport before it landed on the pimpled floor. Despite the immediate circumstances, human nature obliged him to take a look at her passport photo. No, it didn't. Okay, but serious. No, it didn't. Yes, yes, it... No, it didn't. Why not? I think it's so hilariously human. No, I mean, maybe. I just, I like, you got other things going on, man. Now is not the time. You've got other things going on, but like, 
you know, sometimes in the middle of sex, you're just distracted <laughs> by other things and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh Are you, though? Like, I do think, yes, I do think it's a little bit ridiculous that she needs to use her whole body in this endeavor. Yeah, I like, had that thought. Too. Is she just, like, moving her butt up and down? Or, like, is she using her legs to power this blowjob? She has a really strange disorder where she has to twerk whenever she does anything sexual. Gotcha, gotcha. It's actually horrible. Her doctors <laughs> have been trying to figure out what's wrong. She just has to twerk. I think it's considerate. Like, he doesn't want her to lose her passport. That's that's kind of important. He's like, I don't want that to fall off onto the dirty ground. I also, I like I like the writing in this one because it's like, despite the immediate circumstances, <laughs> like, okay, Tom Connolly. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it for just the delightful look into human nature. <sighs> okay, I'm going to juxtapose that writing with my next one which uh, is by Morrissey, which is cool. Um, List of the Lost. Which one? What number? Number seven. Oh, yeah. This one. This one. Yeah. So we heard, we just saw one that was very beautifully punctuated with good comedic timing. Um, Let's see you read this whole sentence. One breath. Okay, I'm going to go for... It's, yeah, it's one sentence, guys. <gasps> At this, Eliza and Ezra rolled together into the one giggling snowball of full-figured copulation screaming and shouting as they playfully bit and pulled at each other in a dangerous and clamorous roller coaster coil of sexually violent rotation with Eliza's breast barrel rolled across Ezra's howling mouth and the pained frenzy of his bulbous salutation extenuating his excitement as it whacked and smacked its way into every muscle of Eliza's body except otherwise no except for the otherwise central zone why it's beautiful it's a literal masterpiece. I don't like it. I'm just, I'm imagining two people like, I don't, I guess I don't like, know what's happening. <laughs> these two people don't know what sex is. They're just screaming and like hitting each other with sticks yeah, and breasts. And like, <laughs> they are. Like, I imagine them like just buck naked, like rolling down a hill. Like, they're howling. <laughs> they're howling and screaming and like, what the fuck? It's like, literally his bulbous salutation is smacking her everywhere except for where it's supposed to be. Like, her face, her shoulder, her hands, her legs, her back. Like, (laughs) what is he doing? What does he hope to accomplish here? (laughs) Like, I can't. I don't know, like, how they have space for this. The dangerous and clamorous roller coaster coil. Like, I, I honestly, I think it's just bad writing. Sorry, Morrissey. You're a beautiful musician, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> like what's happening? Other question. How do breasts do a barrel roll? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reading right now. This seems realistic. <laughs> um, So that's nice. Ugh, just so many words all in the same sentence. This is a... Uh... It's, I don't even know if it's a hot mess. It's just a mess. Like it tried to be hot. One long, one long extenuating mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Luna, you up. I have two more. I can't pick between them. Read them both at the same time out of either corner of your mouth. No. I'm going to go up to number nine. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, that's exactly where I was. Cool. Pick this one. Because it was a nasty. Great. Great. Love it. Ed King by David Gooterson from 2011. We've already started out well. 
With the uh-huh. last name Gooderson. Can't Gooderson. be bad. It's not Batterson. <laughs> I don't know if I want to actually read this. I mean, do you want me to read it? When it we should each do a sentence. No. That'll be a little weird. No, let's each do a sentence like we That's, did in grade school. We're not popcorn reading I this thing. I those. Well, it's too late now. I said it, and I'm the... I'm the master. You're I'm vetoed. the master of the podcast. We are co-masters. I am the president. President. And podcast. I'm asking okay, Rachel fine. politely, please read this for me. Okay. She gave him this particular sign, this clear permission, and he began a careful prodding of her perineum, which was as good a starting place as any for Diane, because it instigated those processes of memory her sexuality required. It triggered memories with the uncanny force of deja vu, and what she thought of, as Ed slaved away, was the boy from her village who had fingered her adroitly in a greenhouse thick with green tomatoes. The boy in the greenhouse was flawlessly adolescent and shockingly beautiful, and in his innocent way he'd made her come resoundingly, Apollo with his modest marble membrum virile, otherwise known in her village as a skin flute. (laughs) This memory sparkled as Ed intently suckled. They were both on their left sides now, Ed behind where he'd pried her right shoulder back while deeply inserted and twisted his head so he could suckle away madly. He freed himself from her nipple after a long attachment so as to kiss her on the mouth at length, as if seeking to set the world record for kiss duration, and she smelled her breast on his breath, which was otherwise piquant? Piquant? Sounds right. Uh, What is that word? Yeah, yeah. Piquant? No, no. Piquant with saliva, a little tart, a little bitter, and humid with the churning underworld, the raw metabolism and generative heat beneath the flawless exterior. Jim Long's odor had been a little like nagahide, and his mouth, lips, and tongue had often tasted metallic, or just as often steeped in vermouth, whereas Ed smelled vulnerably digestive, warm-blooded, moist, and just now breastfed. <laughs> the end. Breastfed. What a way to end it. Um... I can't get at that one because, like, it had sentences. Okay, first. First. Skin flute. Yeah. Sad to say I've heard that before. (laughs) I also have heard that before. Second. Suckled. Third. Breastfed. Breastfed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's a big oof for me. (laughs) I rate that big oof. What the fuck is Nagahide? I don't know. Let's Google. My search history is going to be wild, just by the way. Um, it's a, it's like a plasticky vinyl chair. Ew. It's just, it's just kind of weird how this, this girl is just clearly not thinking of the guy that she's with. She's like a boy from my village who fucked me in a greenhouse. Thinking of another dude. With green tomatoes. He's like, he's like going at her from behind. She's twisted around yep. so he can pop a titty in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, off in Correct. La La Land. The way that you described that was the most, the most good. <laughs> so he can pop a titty in his mouth. <laughs> Lovely. Can you, can you rewrite it in like three sentences? And it's just that? <laughs> that would be better. No, thank you. God, no. <laughs> I don't want to look at this one anymore. I don't want to look at the word breastfed. Guys, you want to hear a fun story about how my friend accidentally used breast milk for his cereal? Ew! (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. We're not going to tell that story. Rachel, go on. Uh, yeah, we I guess it's my turn, huh? Let's go. So I am going to go down to 12. <sighs> Number 12, The Death of Bunny Monroe by Nick Cave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's weird. He slips his hands under her cotton vest and her body spasms and slackens and he cups her small, cold breasts in his hands and feels the hard pearls of her nipples like tiny secrets <laughs> against the barked palms of his hands. He feels the gradual winding down of her dying heart Whoa. and can see a bluish tinge blossoming on the skin of her skull through her thin, ironed hair. <sighs> oh, my dear Avril, he says. He puts his hands under her knees and maneuvers her carefully so that her bottom rests on the edge of the settee. He slips his fingers underneath the worn elastic of her panties that are strung across the points of her hips, slips them to her ankles, and softly draws apart her knees and feels again a watery ardor in his eyes as he negotiates a button and a zipper. It is exactly as he imagined it. The hair, the lips, the hole. And he slips his hands under her wasted buttocks and enters her like a fucking pile driver. <laughs> okay, first of all. Guys, I skipped this okay, one. First I of all. right over this one. First of all, she's fucking dead. Okay, this is necrophilia. That's what I thought. She's fuck Like, her... Her small, cold breasts, like she's dead. Her dying heart, she's dead. A bluish tinge blossoming on the skin of her skull. She is fucking dead. She does nothing. Oh my god. Nothing in the, like, nope. there's no action. She's dead. He's fucking her. She is either dying or already I, dead. I, I hate this one. <sighs> and also I that last know, line. That's what I was gonna say. That's just like, it's just so, so <laughs> slow and romantic and soft, and then he enters her like a fucking pile driver. It's such a 180. I literally, it's uh, like, it goes from 0 to 60 and 1.5. It is like so soft and yeah. gentle and it's just bam! And I, wow. Her nipples like tiny secrets. Yeah, what does that even mean? What? Okay. Are your you nipples secret? You're trying to be deep, but you are saying nothing. Like, you're saying nothing. If you're gonna say, if you're gonna use a metaphor or a simile, like, say something that makes sense oh my god <laughs> so i i chose this one because <laughs> it's just so absurd this is this is a scene where he's fucking a dead girl and it's super weird sorry nick cave it's not worth it every time you say it my heart skips a beat i'm like nick cage it's like a, an automatic <laughs> sort of instinctual response i'm like nick cage did someone say right there though Right before the last couple of words. It is exactly as he imagined it. The hair, the lips, the whole. Why would you describe it like that? I mean... <laughs> why? Because you want people to suffer. I, because there are only so many creative ways to describe a vagina. And he just was like, you know what? The parts... <laughs> the parts are exactly the sum of the whole. <laughs> the parts... I'm done with all this flowery yep. language. I'm going to just say it like it is. The hair, the lips, the hole. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I, guys, I'm feeling years of my life just slipping away. By the way, I just thought you guys should know. Perfect. So it's your turn. Read another one. Mm. All right. I'm going to pop on up to number three. That's right. 
We're going to go up to the the big the big boys. Ooh, this okay. is Katarina by James Frey from 2018. So we're real close. I am going Oh yes. Oh god. Oh yes. <laughs> I was hoping no one would do this one. I So here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. I'm going to read it. I'm going to hate every part of it. I just want you to know right now. And I also, I talk, my voice is silly. Okay, my voice sounds funny. I know it. This is going to be like Gilbert Godfrey right here reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I, <laughs> Read it exactly Godfrey. like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? Should I read it like Gilbert Godfrey? I could probably do it. No, just... Um, oh, how does Gilbert Godfrey sound? Just read it like Casey. Pretty hard to it's, imitate. It's, wait, oh, no, I want to read it like Gilbert now. Okay, go for it. I'm hard <laughs> and deep inside her, fucking her on the bathroom sink. Her tight black dress still on her thong on the floor. My pants at my knees, our eyes locked, our hearts and souls and bodies locked. Come inside me. Come inside me. Come inside me. <laughs> Blinding, breathless, shaking, overwhelming, exploding, white god, I come inside her, my cock throbbing. We're both moaning our eyes, hearts, souls, bodies, one, one, white god. Come, come, come. I close my... Stop laughing! I'm not done! I I close my eyes and let out my breath. (laughs) Come. (laughs) I lean against her, both breathing hard. I'm still inside her, smiling. She takes my hands, lifts them, and places them around her body. She puts her arms around me. We stay still and breathe hard inside her, tight and warm and wet around me. We (laughs) breathe. She gently pushes me away. We look into each other's eyes. She smiles. (laughs) Your voice made that infinitely Thank better. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God, that was wonderful. So I had to do <laughs> One it. One um, white God. Come, come, what? come. And that's all, that's all, <laughs> that is all single words, like one period, white period, and it's all individual paragraphs. <laughs> it's like a it's visual so poem. Bad. And you blew my nose. But then also, <laughs> so every hard. time there's, every time there's, a, a paragraph looking thing there's like no commas it like goes between like it shifts it's horrible grammar it's literally the worst the way that i read it i added punctuation because i needed to like breathe but like it's literally just like one long sentence and then like come inside me it's 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 wild yeah there's there are no there's actually one comma in that first sentence and it's not where exactly. it should be <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh Anyway, I screamed that, and my entire family's in this house right now, so that's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's just... One question, though. Why is he saying, come inside me? I mean, there's no there's no actual quotation marks, so... Yeah, he's saying that. I think it's it's all from his perspective, is it not? Yeah. It sh- I don't... Yes. Maybe he's a mind reader. Theoretically. Maybe he's a mind reader, or she secretly has a dick. Or maybe... And he, they're both. And I'm giving this. Doing it. I'm giving James Frey the severe benefit of the doubt. Maybe this was something they discussed beforehand, and he's just replaying it in his mind, like something she said right before this happened. Oh, You're giving him a lot of credit. That is some serious benefit of the doubt. That is some serious benefit of the doubt, but is the. Only way it makes sense, James Frey. Yeah, James Frey, you didn't think this one through. Like it's, it's probably. <laughs> I like to 
imagine people are better. No, it usually doesn't happen. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Never give people the benefit of the... I'm just kidding. Or am I? Luna, please get this out of my brain. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was in literal tears laughing so much. It was beautiful. Your reading was beautiful. It was priceless. Do you want to do a different voice? Thank you. Wait, do you want, you got to do a different voice. Do a, do a voice. No. Do a voice. I only chose this last one because I had one big question and the first line is just great. Okay. I love it. This is number 14, Will by Christopher Rush from 2007. Oh God. Can you say it? Can you do it like in a Shakespearean voice? What's a Shakespearean voice? Oh, yes. Like, oh, love, I am Shakespeare. You mean like gospel-y? Well, yeah, I didn't do a very good job. Like, but yeah, like that. Yes. Do it in a gospel voice. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I I will admit I haven't read all of this because I saw the first line and I put it on my list. <laughs> well, so. you are in for a surprise then. It stays good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, you got to keep the oh, bo- the whole time, though. <laughs> I did it. You got to do it. I may have to stop and redo it. God. So, bear with me. <laughs> okay. Oh, glorious pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get through the first one. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll do better. <laughs> the ultimate triangle. <laughs> Whose angles delve to hell before to paradise. Let me sing the black banner, the blackbird's wing, the chink to the left, the keyhole in the door, the fig, the fanny, the cranny, the quim. I'd come close to it now, this sudden blush, this ancient avenue, the end of all odysseys and epic aim of life. Pulling at my prick now, pulling like a lodestone. How am I doing so far? You're great. Beautiful. Keep it up, friend. (laughs) Okay. Anne Hathaway's cow milking fingers cradling (laughs) my balls in her almond palm now took pity on the poor anguished erection and in the infinite agony of her desire guided it to the quick of the wound. At the same time, I searched wildly with the fingers of my left hand groping blind as Cyclops. (laughs) Found the pulpy furred wetness, parted the old lips of time, and slipped my middle finger into the sancta sanctorum. It welcomed me with the soft sucking sound, syllables older than language, solace lovelier than words. She pulled my hand away, positioned the brick, <laughs> slid her buttocks deep into the grass, and raised her thighs back high, crossed her legs behind my back dug her heels into my spine and hauled at me savagely and hard. I fell into her. I love that it sort of devolved into like an old man <sighs> like telling this story. <laughs> old Southern man. Love I'm it. I'm sorry. It's so good. No, it's perfect. The fig, the fanny, the cranny, the quib. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, glorious pubes. Oh, there's nothing to say. Oh, I like that just says it all. You know, like, there's not much to say. Everyone gets it now. (laughs) They heard it. They know. I thought the ultimate triangle was, like, a Dorito or a corn chip, but apparently I was wrong. Doritos. You might still be right. My big question is, though, why Anne Hathaway? Because that's, uh, so it's Will, so it's Shakespeare talking right now. Because William Shakespeare's wife was named Anne Hathaway. Fun fact. 
Oh, I thought this was like some self-insert fanfic with like Anne Hathaway of the modern <laughs> era. Oh my god! And they describe her as her cow milking fingers. Yeah, she's an actor, <laughs> but she has them cow milking fingers that I like. See, what I'm more concerned about is her almond palm. Is it almond colored or like almond shaped? It's a literal almond. <laughs> Just a literal almond. He must have some <laughs> small ass balls to be able to be cradled in yeah. her almond palm. Let me just say. It's like her almond palm and his like peanut balls. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, okay. Well, I feel like I want to die. He's using this like old Shakespearean flowery language and then he's got the word prick in there. I know, he does it twice. It almost yeah. reads like directions for something. Not directions, but like like a instructions or whatever. It was like, first you pull my hand away, you position the prick, you slide her buttocks deep into the... Like, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you slide her buttocks deep into the grass. This is imperative. She needs to be deep in the grass. Any other flooring, you can't do it. It's gotta be the grass. You gotta be real deep. I just, all of the different words, I I never imagined. Like, the fig, the fanny, the cranny, the quim, the sancta sanctorum. Well, it's your turn, Rachel. <laughs> yes. So, we're gonna go up to 11. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's see what we got. Mm, we scrolling. Ooh, it's called The Shape of Her, which is like that Ed Sheeran song, but not. By Rowan Somerville. Okay. Naked from waist to toe, a faint wedge of paleness from a few hours of sun, streaked with shadows in the candlelight, the triangle of pubic hair, blonde, a thin line bunched darkly, like desert vegetation following an underground stream. He placed his hand on the concave stretch that was her belly, letting two fingers rest in the yawn of her navel. He slipped downwards, grazing the tight skin of her waist with his fingertips. He reached her hairline, and the muscles of her belly hardened as she raised herself up onto her elbows. She stayed his hand and drew him, yanked him into a smothering kiss. She released his hair from her fingers and twisted onto her belly like a fish flipping itself, her movement so brisk. Brusque. His brusque. His chin bounced off her head. Ow. He grasped the side of her hips, pushed her away, and pulled her to him with a slap, again and again with more force and velocity. God. Pine pressed her face deeper into the cushion, grunting into the foam at each thrust. The wet friction of her tied around him, the sight of her open stretched around him, the cleft of her body. It tore a climax out of him with a final lunge. Like a lepidopterist mounting a tough-skinned insect with a too-blunt pin, he screwed himself into her. Mm. Ooh, gross. Oh, God. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> sentence. Like, it was fine until then. I'm assuming Tyne is her name. I'm assuming so, yes. So, first of all, the concave stretch that was her belly. If your belly is concave, you have a problem. You have organs there. Like, what the fuck? Nobody's belly goes in. Nobody's. You gotta eat. Unless you literally had surgery to make it that way, in which case you're just crazy. Doc, I want everything concave. I want my butt and my, <laughs> and my belly to be like big bowls. That was an alliteration. <laughs> 
I want only bowls. Yeah, inverted boobs. I want to eat cereal from all parts of my body. <laughs> Doctor, can you help me? I'm sure that's a fetish somewhere. Can you help me, sir or madame? If it's not, you're going to start one. <laughs> I love that that sexy image of his chin bouncing off of her head that definitely didn't fucking hurt. Ow! Like, ow! ow. Yeah, I know. That seems painful, man. And then, and then, that last line. Yep. Like, I, it was actually kind of mundane until then, but just that last line put it on the list. Like, a lepidopterist mounting a tough-skinned insect with a too-blunt pin. He screwed himself into her. I like, feel- I feel like Rowan Somerville like was like, how can I make the least sexy sentence ever? <laughs> oh, got it. And then he did it. <laughs> yes. This will seal the deal. I'm going to shove a needle through an insect. And that's sexy, right? Like, I think it was just to illustrate the amount of force required. But like, even so, that's not a very good comparison. Like, this person obviously makes bad choices. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> I feel like I've aged a hundred years since we started this, by the way. <laughs> and your last one. Oh my God. Uh, well, okay. Let's go down to 22. It's 22. It's 22. That's that's the, the one, right? That's the one. I have so much to say about this one. Get ready. So this is uh, from Bunker 13 by Anaruda Bahal from 2003. Mm. Here we go, guys. I uh, Okay, I'm just going to do it. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. <clears throat> She's taking floor. Her breasts are placards for the endomorphically endowed. In spite of yourself, a soft whistle of air escapes you. She's taking off her trousers now. They are a heap on the floor. Her panties are white and translucent. You can see the dark hair sticking to them inside. There's a design as well. You gasp. What's that, you ask? You see a designer pussy. (laughs) Hair razored and ordered in the shape of a swastika. The Aryan denominator. As your hands roam her back, her breasts, and trace the swastika on her mound, you start feeling like an ancient Aryan warlord yourself. What the fuck? Did I just read? What the fuck? First of all, first of all, who the fuck? Fuck uses second person. Yeah, okay. For anything. Honestly, like, I mean, the swastika is clearly the worst, but second person really creeps up there on that list. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you see a designer pussy. What the fuck is that wording? It's, I don't know. It's so bad. (laughs) There's everything wrong. Again, I don't have context, but I hate this so much. I mean, the part of me that's like a decent human being just hates that there's a swastika in it at all. Yep. Like, you know, but the shit. Why don't don't bang this girl, man. She's nuts. Who the hell shapes their pubic hair to be in like a shape? Well, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm definitely kidding. Casey. Weird people. It's just it's like I can't even. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm tired of this. <laughs> I have been drained. And this one just, it was like, by the time I read them the first time, I was like, God, why do I feel like I'm like a million years old? We're almost done. (laughs) Uh, That's, I can't even say anything. Like, it just speaks for itself. Let's just do the, do the top two. Again, we're almost done. All right. 
So the the winners, there's not one winner. There is two because they really couldn't decide. All right. I'm going to read this one. Good luck. Because <laughs> apparently it's Japanese themed. Yep. It's number one, I The Office know. of Gardens and Ponds by Didier DeCoin. Yeah, I don't like it. 2019. Have fun, Luna. Last year, baby boy. Last year, bro. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Katsuro moaned as a bulge formed beneath the material of his kimono. A bulge that Miyuki sees needed, massaged, and squashed and crushed with the fondling. Katsuro's penis and testicles became one single uh. mound that rolled around beneath the grip of her hand. Wait. Oh, this is a typo. Mi- Mikuki oh. felt as though she was manipulating a small monkey that was curling up its paws. That's it. I'm going to say, what the fuck? Oh, he must be a masochist. There's no other way that I was kneading and squashing and crushing the penis and testicles into like one. Maybe he like has they're some just sort they're just one thing now. Rare Plato dick. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like I know that I know for a fact that there are people who are into that, but like what? Why? But what the hell is that last one? She felt as though she was manipulating a small monkey that was curling up in its paws. Yeah, I hate it. I just hate it. Like There's... what? What part of that? Ex- what part of that experience seems like a small monkey curling up its paws? I don't. I don't see it. What? What does that? Don't make that his... sweet animal into a penis. <laughs> don't do that. Stop. <laughs> like I'm just. The only way that would make sense is if it somehow was just, like, retreating into his body because of her squishing and crushing. Which makes sense, because that would probably hurt. She's literally making his penis turtle. She's turning him into a Shakespearean woman. Back in the days when women were just, their penises were just inverted. It's like women of the olden days. Whoa. Whoa. Beautiful. All right, we want to do this last one. So this is from Pax by John Harvey. She was burning hot, and the heat was in him. He looked down on her perfect black slenderness. Her eyes were ravenous. Like his own, they were fire and desire. More than torrid, more than tropical, they too were riding the equator. They embraced as if with a violent holding they could weld the two of them one. I don't hate it. Yeah, that's not so bad as the others. I don't like calling people tropical. No, that is pretty uh-huh. racist. But other than that, like it in comparison, like eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, that was just the pent up helium rage from the last like however long we've been recording slipping out. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't think it's that bad. John Harvey, you did okay. Right. Uh, I don't know what standards these were judged by. I don't know by what criteria these two were picked as a double tie for first. Yeah. I don't know, because they're so very different. They are. Like, I can understand the first one, because it's just, like, that's a weird comparison. Yeah. But the second one, it just seems kind of really boring compared to some of the other ones that are just outright what the fuck. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a good way to end it because I don't feel like it's taking my life force and sucking it out with like a tiny straw. I don't know. I kind of like those ones. <laughs> Suck out my life force. Yes. All in all. One white god come. Okay. So that's like all of them, friends. Yep. Okay. Here's the part where I talk to the audience. Hey, guys. So normally, OT Podcast is my favorite part of the show because... I can make ridiculous pairings and be an asshole to my co-host or co-hosts. But the motherfucking authors from before have taken the wind from under my wings and farted it into a jar. (laughs) I have no joy left in this section or in my life. I didn't write down any pairings, but I'm not quitting it. Okay? You can't. You can't make me stop OT Podcast. It just doesn't have to be in this one. No, it's in every one, Luna. Everyone. Okay, fine. I've got one. Yes. Give it to me. Save my life. Will and Anne Hathaway. Ah, good one. Good one. They both have no idea what to do. So they're both just screaming and wailing and smacking each other with stuff. So I think they're a good pair. Yeah. 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 All right. All right, Rachel. Give me your give me your OTP. Do it or I'll find you and kill you. First of all, I think you were thinking of Eliza and Ezra that are rolling and screaming in the sexually violent rotation of barrel rolling breasts. Oh, yes. Um, My bad. Second of all, I think it would be super entertaining. Yes. (laughs) Go on. I mean, I like if I if I actually have to choose one, I guess Dilly and Finn, which who fucked in an airport. Ah, okay. 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 Just because of how... He was so considerate. Like, he was considerate. She called him beautiful, which is usually a thing the heteronormative guys get can get upset about. And they're just so nice and mm-hmm. casual and hilarious. And I like it. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. I'm going to try to put two people from two different stories together. Not because they're my OTP, but it's because I hate everyone. <clears throat> so the guy who killed the girl he fucked and the girl with the swastika. Oh, my Ooh. God, Rachel. Ooh. That's the best one. Perfect. You just I was not expecting it. that. You did it before I could. Oh, my God. What were God. you going to say? Nothing, because that was better. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, there's almost no way to beat that. Um, although I do kind of want to see Anne Hathaway's almond-sized palm with the one guy whose dick is the size of a salami. <laughs> 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 I want to see how that goes. Oh, my God. But, I mean, that... Rachel, yours was better. Rachel, yours was the best. Nothing can top that. That in itself sounds a little bit like a sex I joke. just feel like the world would be better off that way. Yeah, let them do their thing. <laughs> oh, my God, Rachel, that was perfect. No hesitation. That's got to be my OTP. It's either Anne Hathaway and John, <laughs> Salami Dick John, or uh, <laughs> Swastika Salami Girl. Dick John. <laughs> and, um, um, Necrophilia Boy. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the one thing that I do like about all of these pairings is no one isn't into it. Except for the dead girl. Like everyone, everyone who is alive seems to be having a great time. It's consensual. They're consensually doing their weird roller coaster snowball smacking each other with Honestly, their they seem to be having parts. the most fun. <laughs> like 
They're just going to town. Yes. Yeah, Even though they have no idea what they're doing, they're having a great time doing it. <laughs> I think it's about time to wrap it up then. It's probably about time to wrap it up. Any last minute things to say before we wrap this mother? I can't say that now. See, now everything is literal. I can't even say motherfucker. It's all pretty nasty. That's all I'm going to say. One white God come. That's all I've got to say. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much says it up. Says it all. Oh, no. That says it up. Yeah. You want to rate these things right or wrong? wrong? Wrong. You can clearly hear in my voice that I'm suffering. I'm going to go with R. Oh, I forgot the W. N. G. R. O. N. G. E. Just like my spelling. R. O. W. N. G. Wrong. <laughs> it's wrong on all three yes. counts. It's wrong. It's so wrong. I can't wait to do this next year, guys. <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. Thank you for listening to our show. Here's a question Did we do right, right? Let us know what you thought of the show, what you liked, and what we could improve on our company social media pages, The Cool Story Bros, using the hashtags hashtag cool story bros andor hashtag right, right, wrong. Also, I don't know if we asked people to do this before, but if you have a trope or um, a written word thing that you want us to have on our show, please send it to us using social media or our website. Send us the stuff that you want us to to, to put on in our mouths and make words out of. Send us that. Send us that word stuff and those tropes. Right. I'm really struggling to put words in an order right now. And also, if you want to read the rest of these nominations for God knows what reason, check them out online. First of all, don't. Yeah, go go on to the independent. Read them. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I want to shed some years off of my own life. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think that's about all for today. Yep. All right. Uh, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Okay, bye. <laughs>